Welcome to the Let the Truth Be Told podcast with me, Apostle Jennifer Abigail Lawson Wallace. I'm the co-founder of Cedars House Christian International, a ministry dedicated to raising believers in Christ. I'm also the founder and international president of Women in Tune, a global army of women faithfully worshiping and serving Jesus Christ. My passion is to teach, train, and disciple men, women, their youth, and leaders to get more intimate with the Lord and serve Him. The aim of this podcast is to bring the truth of God's Word to the body of Christ. Therefore, you can expect in-depth teachings for those who are young in their faith, as well as those who are serious with their Christian walk and want to grow. Be ready to be strengthened, equipped, and empowered in your daily walk with the Lord as you listen to the Let the Truth Be Told podcast. We've come to the end of the Walk About Zion series, a journey to rediscover the Church of Jesus Christ. On this journey, we've looked at various aspects of the Church, her identity, purpose, mandate, and her multifaceted mission on the earth. We conclude this final episode by continuing our discussion about the mission of the church and our impact in the nations. I want to talk about the church's influence. The church's influence will shine for, and I'm saying that if we go back to the basics, we go back to the basic instruction, the basic mandate given to us by Jesus Christ. And it makes sense. It's so simple. He said, go tell the world that I have finished the task. Go tell the world that I have overcome, that I'm giving all an opportunity to come into the kingdom, to have a relationship with God. If we are able to do that, and those who come, we are able to teach them how to live right in the ways of God and to see God as their king, their judge, and their lawgiver. And if we are able to raise them up to know who they are as the royal priesthood, wherever they go, they will influence others. The church's influence will shine forth because the church is abiding by the laws. We can't break the laws of God and expect others to do it. But by this time, the church will be abiding by the laws of God. And I have said that the church is not the building, it's you and I, every individual Christian together we form the ecclesia, called out to rule and govern and bring transformation. Hallelujah. The church will be alive and demonstrating Christ. The church will be manifesting the kingdom of God, even within itself and without. This is the extent of the church's influence. Influence is an act of power producing an effect without using force. We will not be forcing people to change, but through our lifestyle and through the power of God being manifested through us, we will begin to effect change. Influence is the power to affect or change others and to lead them to believe and do something. To influence, therefore, is to make an impact on others, which causes a change in them. This is what I'm talking about. It was said, in the book of Acts, that the people who have turned the world upside down have come to us. This should be said of us. The church shall become a great influence on the nation, bringing change in all the seven mountains. 
The church shall be the sweet-smelling flavor and fragrance and essence of Christ, spreading across in all the areas, in our educational system, in the arts, in the media, in government. Oh, we will see the church's influence spreading and causing the existing atmosphere to change. Hallelujah. The aroma of Christ will begin to fill the nation as it emanates from the people of God. The presence of the church will not only change the atmosphere, it will be a defense and a guard to prevent evil from coming. Hallelujah. It was said of Samuel that all the days of Samuel, the Philistines stayed away from Israel. All the days of one man, one righteous man, the enemy stayed away. So will it be said of you. Where you live, you can be the agent of change. The one through whom God will bring change. The church is called to be salt and light. We are called to be salt and light in the nations. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 to 16, you are the salt of the earth. He also said, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Hallelujah. We are called to be salt and light. Salt and light are agents of change. Wherever salt is present, you will feel its effect. Wherever light is present, you will see the difference. We are called to be the fragrance of Christ, the aroma of Christ, hallelujah, in our nations. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 15 to 17. It says, for we are the aroma of Christ to God among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. To one, a fragrance from death to death, to the other, a fragrance from life to life. Who is sufficient for these things? For we are not like so many peddlers of God's word, but as men of sincerity, as commissioned by God, in the sight of God, we speak in Christ. Hallelujah. We are called to be ambassadors of Christ. Who is an ambassador? Ambassador is a representative of their nation. We are called to represent Christ on the earth. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, I'll read verses 18 to 20. It says, Now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ, and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. We are ambassadors urging others to be reconciled with our King. As ambassadors of Christ, our mission is one of reconciliation, reconciling the world to our God through the awesome, incomparable, and powerful gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. What an awesome thing. 
What an awesome thing God is seeking to do to bring the kingdom to us. We carry the kingdom message and we can make change. I believe that a little drop of water, every drop counts. The ocean is full of drops of water. And if we start one believer at a time, we'll be amazed. When you read about the river in Ezekiel, Ezekiel chapter 47, it says that the river started from the threshold of the temple. We are the temple, but it started in trickles. It was small. And as Ezekiel watched and the man who showed him began to measure, the river came to the ankle. They continued to measure, it came to the knee. They continued to measure, it came to the waist until it came to the neck and it became a river. Before then, it was water. But by the time that they, they, they came across to the other side, it was a river that one had to swim through. How did the trickle become a river? Because the water continued and they continued measuring. It says that the river transformed the landscape. Oh, trees began to grow. Fishermen stood by the banks and lots of fishes of all types were caught. That is so winning. We have been called to be fishers of men. The Bible says in that story in Ezekiel that the water traveling and growing brought transformation. Hallelujah. This is the kingdom of God moving forward through the church in the nations until Jesus Christ is King of kings and Lord of lords over all the nations. Hallelujah. As the church fulfills her mission, the kingdom of God shall surely be manifested and established in these nations. Isaiah chapter 11 verses 1 to 3 talks of the spirit that rests upon Jesus, the spirit of wisdom, understanding, counsel, might, knowledge, the fear of God, the spirit of God will be manifested. Oh, awesome, because we as disciple believers take our place in community, take our place in society. We are not ashamed of the gospel because we know it is the power of God unto salvation to those who believe, hallelujah, and we will fulfill our mandate, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I want to say to you that this is possible. This is what happened in Europe and the Western world when the church was strong, when the church knew who she was, when the church became a mighty instrument of transformation. In England, the king himself got saved. Hallelujah. King James was the one who ordered for the Bible to be translated even into the English language so that the people would read it. Recently, I came across a statue of William Tyndale, the one who translated the New Testament from the Greek to English. And Tyndale, of course, we know was martyred. He was killed for his faith. But on the statue was the, as part of the inscription were the words that on the night before he died, Tyndale's prayer was, Lord, open the King of England's eyes 
And it says, it's inscribed on the statue that within a year, the king had a Bible placed in every parish, in every parish in England. This is how the transformation be began. This is how they began to see the light. Hallelujah. The church was strong. The church influenced the nation. Now, you would say, okay, it's Bible. They place Bibles there. So how did that transform the society? The people began to do what the Bible says. They began to live right. You've heard the term, an Englishman's word is his bond. That when the Englishman speaks, you know that he's going to do it. But I know that years ago, you could count on the word of an Englishman because they had learned to live right, to live by what the Bible says. Hallelujah. Even I've watched many movies when it talked about democracy, the origin of democracy. They studied the Bible before they came up with all these ideologies. They were looking for the ideal for this land and people. And it's not just England, Wales, Ireland, Scotland, Germany, many of the European nations. And then they set off to go and preach the same gospel to others. Cultural transformation is possible. And we, as the church, have been given the mandate to go forth and make it a reality. Revelation chapter 11, verse 15. Then the seventh angel sounded, and there were loud voices in heaven saying, The kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. Other version says the kingdoms of this world has become the kingdoms of our God. This is what Handel sang about, that the kingdoms of the world have become the kingdoms of our God and of his Christ. We sing it or we hear the choir sing it when they perform Handel's Messiah. Hallelujah. The Bible says, walk about Zion. Go around her. Mark well her bulwarks. Consider her palaces that you may tell the generation following. For this is God, our God forever and ever. He will be our guide even to death. This is the church. Walking about the church. Glorious things to say about the church and her influence in the nations. It's time for a fresh move of the Holy Spirit to stir us up to rise up. It is time for us to rise up. It is time for us to know who we are. It is time for us to be bold. In Acts chapter 4, they prayed for boldness. It is time for us to pray for boldness. That God will give us the boldness. You are not called to do everything. You're only called to do your part. And each and every one of us doing our small part, we will make it happen. But the greater responsibility lies on the fivefold ministry. The leadership of the church. And that is part of why we have put this together, to give leaders of the church a basic knowledge of who the church is, that we can reconsider. I believe we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. After all, we are his body 
and it's his strength flowing through us. We have walked about Zion. We have discovered her identity as the identity of the church. We have discovered our purpose. We have discovered our mandate. We've discovered our mission to evangelize and to disciple believers. We've discovered who we are as the royal priesthood. And we've realized that we need to proactively reach out to community, to our families, communities, villages, towns, oh, even to our nations. Through that, the kingdom of God will become a social reality in our nations. This is the end of the series, Walk About Zion. I hope you've enjoyed this journey of rediscovering the church and been blessed by it. I hope you've been encouraged, strengthened, and perhaps even challenged by this message. You may also watch teachings related to this message and other topics on my Let the Truth Be Told YouTube channel, which you can subscribe to. I'd love to hear from you, so please do sign up to our email list at letthetruthbetold at cedarshouse.org and subscribe to this podcast so that you don't miss an episode. To find out more about me, Jennifer Abigail Lawson Wallace, our ministry and the work we do, visit our websites, womenintune.org, quiverprayermovement.org and cedarshouse.org. You may join our community on social media and engage with us there. This podcast was sponsored by Sublime Gifts, home of elegant, bespoke Christian gifts, from personalized cards and cushions to devotionals and luxury picture frames. Please do remember to visit their website, sublimegiftsuk.com. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to download and listen to the podcast. God bless you.